1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey,
0: everybody. How's it going? We are live. One thing missing, though. Our host. Where the hell's Ben Jarofsky at? I sent him the invite and nothing. So I guess we'll just wait. How's it going, everybody? Live stream chat, Terry. Happy Friday to you as well. Oh, wait, we have Ben. Are you there? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Man, sorry about that, everybody. I oh. light getting making that transition from one interview to another. Plus, I don't know if I should share this. D, should mm. I share this? Share it, share it. I mean, can you see this? No, a delicious bunch of eggs that my uh, one of my daughters made for me. How about that? Uh, huh? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Hold on, well,
0: eggs. Guys, uh, eggs, huh? Isn't that (laughs) rare? Eggs? Uh
2: Uh-oh. COVID's kicking in. Hold on. Let me take a drink of water. (laughs) Even with the
0: vaccine, still not funny. The COVID joke.
2: Uh,
0: All right. Well, I was going to play Michael Girardi, but we got Ben here. So uh, we'll play Michael Girardi at the end of the show. That was called the tease, guys. That's how you do that. Brand new Michael Girardi. We played it a few days ago, but we're going to play it again after today's, oh, what a week it was, the Ballad of the indicted alderman.
2: <laughs> it's a great song. <clears throat> These eggs are delicious, by the way. God, you here have some.
0: Oh, In no. Her. Let's not eat while we're on the program, please. Put <laughs> put the eggs down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, your Ben Jarofsky show. Oh, what a week. it was! I mean, you can eat the eggs during the show. I mean, what the hell? I mean, we're pretty loose around here. Uh, your Ben Jarofsky show for Friday, June 11th is just moments away. But before we do this, we need to thank our sponsors. Sponsors like... S-E-I-U Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana. The Chicago Federation of Labor are sponsors, as well as Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, what to smoke, and how to think politically, believe it or not, with columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky and our colleague, Maya Duke Masavad, Chicago Reader, ChicagoReader dot com, uh, subscribe. And if you want to help out the Ben uh, the Ben Jirofsky Show, you can chicagoreader.com dot forward slash Jarofsky J O R A V is in victory S K Y. There you can become a Benhead. Oh, you can also check out our endless archive of programs, over a thousand episodes, and you can also become a Benhead. All right, you can either be in the alley, the avenue, or the boulevard. Go find out more information. ChicagoReader dot forward slash Jarofsky. Oh, what a week it was. Starts now. It is Friday, June 11th, and still live from my apartment and his hot, sweaty attic, this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. Now your host. Oh, he's a dancing man. If only you could see it on the uh, camera, guys. Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Yeah,
2: hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this White Sox Friday, and here's why. Because I went to the White Sox game last night. Before we get into the week that was, Dennis has got a great show prepared. I just want to give a shout-out to my dear friend, El Dragon. Adolfo Mondragon, a frequent guest in the show. Uh, He invited me to be his guest at the White Sox game last night, and we had a blast. It was a gorgeous, beautiful night. And I just want to say something, I know uh, we have listeners from around the country, but most of our listeners are here in the Chicagoland uh, area, in and around Chicago. And uh, I've never subscribed to the notion that you have to pick one team or another, White Sox or Cubs. I'm not from Chicago, so I've always rooted for the both each team. I love going, have a whole history of going to the baseball games at Wrigley Field, and Sox Park, when, when it was the old Comiskey, the new Sox Park. But I have to tell you, things have changed so much, and so many levels, mainly political, I cannot tolerate the Cubs anymore at Wrigley really Field. The whole scene there and the owner by the Ricketts are so... I just think about all the, the, uh, the, the right-wing madness that the, the Cub ownership has supported, and it's off the Cubs, off the baseball world, that it's hard for me to reconcile that. So anyway, I've decided that I'm no longer going to go. Not that anybody's inviting me to Wrigley Field. Not that I have tickets to Wrigley Field. I have a few friends who have season tickets. Do you think they ever invite me? No. (laughs) But uh, I'm just not going to go. I just, you know, and I've really enjoyed it. So thank you very much, And We're going to get into the whole night. Dennis, I think, is going to be talking about how the society is uh, opening up again now that the uh, uh, pandemic has passed. and uh, But anyway, Eldragon, thank you very much. A good time was had, and the White Sox won. White Sox win. White Sox win. And we invited young Dennis, but he had other things to do. He couldn't make it. I had to work. What's, he got to work. He's got the second job, which we've kind of kept quiet about on the show. Uh, but uh, anyway, next time we do it, I hope that uh, Dr. D can join us as well, because it's a lot of fun going to a White Sox game. Without uh, further ado about that, let's turn things over to the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of Joe of Alton, Illinois, the man that White Sox and Cub fans. Yes, White Sox and Cub fans. Call Dr. Doobie. Take it away.
0: Hey, thanks. I'm off on Friday, so let's go on a Friday. That'd
2: be fun. All right, Uh, I'll drag on. You hear that? Friday. Now now he's making specific requests.
0: And I know you haven't uh, been to a Cubs game in a while. Uh, Those people aren't inviting you because they're obeying that big giant sign that's now at Wrigley Field that says, No hippies allowed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No shirts, no shoes, no service, no hippies. (laughs) So that's why they're just obeying the sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yuppies only. Okay. (laughs) At Wrigley Field.
0: How's it going, everybody? My name is Dennis. Let's find out what happened in Chicago and or Illinois this week, huh? What do you say with, oh, what a week it was. Hey, happy reopening day.
2: (laughs) Woo! Happy reopening (laughs) day. It's
0: true. After one year of staying home and saving lives, With this damn dirty coronavirus, businesses, parks, and so much more in the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago have officially opened back up.
3: Welcome back, beaches.
0: Yes, welcome back, beaches. It's true. The state has moved into phase five of reopening, lifting all capacity restrictions and allowing all businesses to reopen and events to fully return. Masks are still required in some instances, and are recommended in public. Keyword there, recommended uh, for people who aren't fully vaccinated. But fully vaccinated people are no longer required to wear them in many public settings. Now, we'll go over what to expect moving forward here. But first, Benny J, how we feeling? When are you going back to your pre-pandemic schedule? When are you headed back to the theaters to see a film? Our Red Lobster reservation is tomorrow at five. And (laughs) are we finally done with this stupid thing
2: once and for all? Okay, a lot of questions there, and I'd like to answer every question you ask, except that uh, I couldn't remember all the questions because there were so many. So let me just say this. Red lobster for the seafood lover and you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty much back already, and, uh, you know, it's like when you go into the water. Lake Michigan was at the lake last week, uh, and I put my foot in. It was kind of cold. Step back. Put my foot in again. Step back. So what a do metaphor the for doke. the last year for you. Let's put my foot
0: in, <laughs> step back.
2: But <laughs> yes, foot in, that's how you do it. Foot in, do the okey pokey bit, turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Hey. So uh, that's kind of how I'm going about it. And uh, so I've been to a restaurant already, not Red Lobster, but I've been to a restaurant. Do you, do you mind sharing what restaurant that was? Oh, yeah. I've been to the Greek Islands. I don't know if folks know that one. It's one of my favorite restaurants in the whole world. Everybody in my family, I once took Dr. D to the Greek Islands. I don't know if you remember that, D. We went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, going, remember nah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, Antonio, I see you. Antonio was there too. Uh, we had a great time. I love that restaurant. It's just, uh, they've been going there forever. So, yeah, my whole family went to the Greek Islands. I'm, like, you know, I'm into it. I come in, I'm wearing a mask. All right, and uh, then you sit down, take the mask off. It's all good. When the waiter comes by, I try to remember to put the mask on just to show solidarity with the waiter who always has his mask on, even though the waiter's looking at me like, I don't really care if you wear the mask. I'm trying to show solidarity. Sometimes I can't get the mask out of my pocket fast enough Dee. so I just put my shirt over my nose, and then I'll have the terramusolata. (laughs) Uh, But uh, so yesterday, uh, to go to the White Sox game, I had to take the Subway. For the first time, the elevated, uh, for the first time since, I want to say, it was, was that February of 2020, early March? Probably early March. 20, early March. Early March of 2020, in the old days. Back in the old days, when Dennis and I did the show from the Beloved Bright One yeah, yeah. over there in the West Loop, good old days. Love that little studio. Love that studio. I hope oh, my microphone's doing weird things. Um, we, uh, we used to take the uh, the brown line into the loop and then walk through the loop, cross the loop west.
0: Ben, don't remind me. These are such sweet memories. Get all- they were
2: great memories, weren't they, Dee? We'd always walk back together. Aw. Yeah. Awesome. Dennis would be
0: rolling a cigarette. Okay. Why do you don't- have to reveal all these things?
2: He'd <laughs> be rolling. And I go, Dee, is that a doobie? And he goes, no, it's just a regular cigarette. But you got, he's kind of rough and tumble guy. You don't. Know, you know, guys don't really know the real Dennis. He was rolling a cigarette, rough and tumble guy. He put on a cowboy hat. Oh yeah.
0: That's how oh, I
2: okay.
0: Oh, I'd like yeah, I had to deal with this guy
2: Benjirovsky
0: for the last three hours. Good <laughs> God.
2: Oh, it's a, but anyway, those are great old days. And so, yesterday I went on the uh, the train. I was a little apprehensive at first. I get on the train. I'm so happy to report, everybody had a mask on. It just made it made me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like i I had the shots. You know, and but I just like it when I see people wearing masks on a subway. Everybody's wearing a mask, and I'm like, you know, I'm feeling this mask thing on subways. D, I'm going to keep wearing masks on subway because I think it's going to help me keep me from getting colds and flus and other things. You know, and um, plus. It's like a mystery, man, when I wear the mask. What thoughts lie behind that mask yeah. on that man there?
0: Or like, so, oh, man, there's someone I I know. Maybe they won't recognize <laughs> me with this mask on. <laughs> yeah, that's another good thing. I'll
2: put the mask over there. I you know, don't have to talk to that guy. And um, But everybody's wearing a mask except for this one guy. And uh, Dennis, I'm very ashamed. I'm going to make a confession. Don't be mad at me, okay?
0: <laughs>
2: Let's hear this confession. <laughs> I immediately assumed he was a Trump supporter. Yes! That was wrong. That was social stereotyping. I apologize. Yeah, you're going to be a wreck in the social world for the next year or so. He was wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat. That was part of my. Uh... Go cards! My assumption. And the other reason he was wearing a, sh- a t shirt that said, All Lives Matter. So I don't know. I
0: just put it all together. And- all right. Well, yeah. You know, that was, <laughs> it doesn't take a lawyer to figure that one out.
2: <laughs> no, the t shirt did not say, All Lives Uh-oh. Matter. But yeah. and he was wearing the Cardinals hat. He was not, he was the only person on the trade. I'm like, dude, put your freak. And he had the mask a-
0: around his neck. Well, Now, what about Monroe's theory? You know, he, when he goes places now, he'll not wear a mask because he wants others to know, which by the way, I don't agree with. uh, He wants others to know that, you know, you can, if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear the mask.
2: Yeah, I don't buy his theory either. He gave that theory. He was on the show with Jason Lee. That theory, like, open window, throw out. Yeah, yeah, he's just assuming the best out of everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know where Monroe got that. You know, Not to let the cat out of the bag. Back in the day, Monroe was known to smoke a lottery for it. I think it's catching up to him. Uh, but uh, let's not, let's edit that out. So Monroe's secret state. Yeah, calling
0: say. everybody out today. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> but uh, no, I never bought that theory at all. All you have to do is watch an NBA basketball game. Yeah. I watch a lot of NBA basketball. You go watch watch the Utah crowd, packed, people shoulder to shoulder. You tell me, and no one's wearing a mask except for Carl Malone. Dwayne Wade. Those are the two guys I have seen. This day. Dwayne Wade's wife. That's it. Carmelo, whoever he was with, they're all wearing. Masks. Nobody else is like, why are these guys wearing masks but nobody else? And I bet you they have the the vaccination. I bet you they were immunized. They were shot. They got the shot. Oh. So why are all the you know the Utahians? So I no, I'm, I'm I'm Monroe is no, no. In other words, the notion embedded in Monroe's theory. Uh, and I think Jason Lee signed on to it too, I love Jason and Monroe dearly, but I don't want to see eye to eye with him, is that if you give somebody a reward for doing the right thing, they'll do the right thing. But right now, we're just giving them the reward. They don't have to do the right thing. You can go to the Utah game with or without the shot. So what's – I don't right. see it the – You know, (laughs) not seeing the logic there. I see the logic in the city, but I mean, just
0: go downstate or anywhere out of the city, and that's like okay. I went back uh, to Alton last weekend, and uh, we went to the gas station, and (laughs) I I had my mask ready. You know what I mean? Boom! And but no one was wearing a mask, so I'm just like, all right, I got you know, I guess this is over, right? But then I thought, well, I, I guarantee these. It was downstate.
2: These guys didn't all have their vaccination. You know what I mean? So. This is very interesting. No, I'm just going to wear the mask. And, uh, you know, so if I go down, and stand, by the way, Dennis sent me a link or a tangent with a tangent. I urge everybody. This guy is so funny. Uh, what's his Michael Norman? Is uh, that his last name? Uh, Mark Norman. Mark. He is hilarious. Uh, a stand up comic. He, uh, he's a lefty from New York. He goes down to Texas and he <laughs> he's with all the Yahoo down in Texas. And he does his bit which is like straight out of Dennis's experience uh, at the gas station in Alton. And as we all know, and I'm just quoting people, so don't get mad and offended and send me emails. Okay, I'm just quoting. It's not my potty mouth, it's some Altonians. Oh, you're about to say pussy, aren't you? Yeah, and he goes, Dennis is wearing his mask, filling up his day. Some guy goes, oh, you pussy. (laughs) He's wearing a mask. So you know what? And uh, so I'm willing to put up with that if if that, but because I'm just going to wear the mask, and I just feel better about it. I don't understand why uh, Cardinal fan had his mask around his neck, but he did. For some reason, he couldn't. So I'm just um, I'm going to wear the mask and get to the White Sox game, D. And uh, well, White's unfortunately the White Sox don't sell out. This is something I'll never understand why the Cub base. Is greater than the White Sox base. That's a whole other conversation to have. Jim Coogan and Miles Porter and I will have that exchange about White Sox and Cubs, et cetera, at another time. But it is. So there weren't a whole lot of people in the stands. But uh so once I sat down with L Dragon, he got the shot, we took our masks off. You know, we're outdoors. I don't really care. You know, I don't think I'm gonna get it. I'm over that on the outdoors part. Uh and um, but then when you walk through the crowd, Get, get get that mask up there! Come on, <laughs> big guy, get that mask. So uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I I've pretty much taken the plunge, D. And uh, well, I'm t- uh, going to restaurants, going to White Sox games, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy I'm with that. We're uh, moved to, to Phase Five. I finally figured out the difference between Phase Five oh, and Phase One. It only took a year. <laughs> Uh, Always had a little struggle with that one. So I'm really happy we're on uh, phase five. And I urge everybody, if you're a baseball fan, go check out a White Sox game, by the way. Okay. I just say that one more time. So much fun. All right. So uh,
0: we're, yeah, phase five starting today. Here's what everyone needs to know. Uh, We were just talking about it, but let's keep talking about it. First up, masks. Face covering. More face covering. Sorry, Governor. Uh, It says here, (laughs) fully vaccinated people can resume activities without wearing a mask, except in places where the federal government requires it, like nursing homes, public transportation, and healthcare facilities, or where a business or workplace requires it. Masks are required inside schools, but the state will not require them when people are outdoors out of school. People who are not fully vaccinated should continue to wear a mask in crowded settings, indoors and outdoors, the state recommends. The state's health department particularly recommends unvaccinated people wear masks when around youth who are not yet eligible for the vaccines. People who are, well, this is a big word here, immunocompromised should consider wearing masks when in settings where other people might not be fully vaccinated. Uh, at businesses, it says here the state won't require social distancing or mask wearing outdoors or indoors at businesses where everyone is fully vaccinated. I'm going on the trust system here for indoor businesses where not everyone is fully vaccinated. Unvaccinated people should continue to wear a face covering and stay six Six feet apart Uh, if outdoor businesses or if at outdoor businesses, unvaccinated people can choose not to wear a face covering when they're able to keep six feet from. I just see a bunch of people going, hey, what do I do? Wait, hold on. Wait, am I six feet? Wait, wait, hold on. Uh, Businesses and workplaces can still require masks on their premises if they choose. Businesses should support customers and employees who choose to keep wearing a mask.
2: All right. I'm now going to unveil my theory. My theory about the political divide uh, in—I'm just going to say—in the state of Illinois. Hold on, let me make it easy.
0: Let me get my theory music. Just hang tight with me, all right? Theory Uh, music. Yeah, we need the theory music. Uh, Oh boy, it turns
2: out it's going to take a bit. But uh, hey, uh... (laughs) it's taking a while to get that theory music. I'll do some theory music.
1: (laughs) That is not—that
0: is not the best theory music. Okay, we're ready for the theory music. Here we go.
2: What's that theory of yours? <laughs> uh, you know, it was such a delay. I forgot what my theory was. Oh, Jeez. so we're just <laughs> uh, very forgetful. today. Hold on. Let me have some eggs. Oh, my God. These eggs are good. Oh, my right. God. He's really eating eggs. I mean, your name's on the banner. Do whatever you want. A little avocado in there. Come on, dude. Wash it down with some water oh my goodness turn this Feel music up.
3: <laughs>
2: oh here's you chewing <laughs> oh i probably should have put the mute button then there's a reason there's a mute button remember in the first days of the show the radio show i didn't know about the mute button i'd be hacking and coughing and then after the show of course dennis and yoda but uh, well, they would call me in uh, and give me tips uh, everything i did wrong and they would tell me the mute button I never did learn that mute button, but now I know. It. Anyway, okay. Yoda, Yoda. <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> well, I knew a lot about radio. Uh, but anyway, um, so my theory is that the divide will be permanent. And I believe I'm not alone when I say that I will be wearing masks. I believe, and I'm basing this belief on what I've seen uh, in particularly blue enclaves that I exist in. One thing I go to Evanston pretty much every weekend. Use the library. You you don't get much bluer in terms of blue Democrat than Evanston. It's a a real uh, liberal community, not lefty liberal. Okay, I live in the north side of Chicago, which is also a liberal community. So I live in liberal land. Literally live in liberal land. In my mind, I live in lefty land, and in the reality, I'm in a mixture. The world that I live in and the countries. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Republicans out there. So based on my analysis of what I've seen, uh, in Evanston and the North side of Chicago, D people will be wearing masks. Probably forever is a long word, but for the next year. And I'll, and I'll tell you why I say this. Most of these people I'm working from the assumption have been received their shots and they're still wearing masks. You go to downtown Evanston, walk down church and Davis street, uh, or, and you'll see pretty much nine out of 10 people with masks on. They got their shots, D. They're still wearing their masks. I think it's become part of a habit. You put your mask on. And so, for instance, the Evanston Public Library. Uh, they're not messing around you, got, you cannot go in the Emerson Public Library Without putting a mask on And I think it's out of respect to librarians They may have received their shots But you, you, know, you can't assume that every knucklehead Who walks into the library has received a shot And so if you haven't received a shot Then you can You can infect somebody There's like what, 6% uh, chance That the person could be infected They may not show symptoms But they could pass it on to somebody else So I think that just in uh, general, uh, people who even who are liberal will be wearing the masks. I know I will be. Uh, And people who are not liberal, people who are Republicans, conservative, they will not wear the mask. They didn't wear the mask when they were supposed to wear the mask. They're not going to put the mask on now. So this divide will exist. I don't care if we're in phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four or five. I believe that this division will exist for a long, so I would be pulling up to a gas station, uh, some in Alton, Illinois, or Holland, Michigan. thought of a community in Michigan that's kind of like Alton. And uh, when I get out and put my, my masks on, a lot of other people won't have their masks on, and they'll look at me. It'll be as though I have a Joe Biden for president T-shirt or a I love Michelle Obama T-shirt or Donald Trump sucks T-shirt. That'll be like an identifier. And when they say pussy, what they'll really be saying is, you bleep, okay. liberal. You're cursing a <laughs> So lot. that's my theory about masks and oh. where we are with masks and where we will continue to be with masks, I believe, for at least another year. Probably more, because I also believe there will be another surge. I hate to say that. Oh, God, Mr. Pessimism, Mr. No Here kidding. come the rain clouds. No kidding. <laughs> I believe there will be. I'm sorry, D. You take a look at that crowd in the Utah game and you tell me we're not heading for a surge. Just saying. Yeah, I
0: I think uh, Chicago is kind of in a bubble, like everybody's going to be doing it. You know what I mean? But like I said, as soon as you get out the city, you know what I mean? And I don't think it's a Republican or Democrat thing. I think everybody's just like, "Ah, I'm done. These people aren't doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm done. You know what I mean? Wait a minute. Not wearing a mask.
2: Yeah, but you don't think that's Republican? You don't think Bob Diver's wearing a mask? The downstate Democrat? Nope. You know what? We're going to have to bring Bob on the show. This is the second time this has happened, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the first, we had a disagreement, and Bob Diver was just, a, let, let me uh, explain to some of our newer listeners. Bob Diver, downstate Democrat, great New Deal Democrat from the Alton area. He ran for governor in 2018. One of the two of us voted for him in the primary one of the two of us who voted for him is very proud of that vote, kind of rubs it in the other guy's face every now and then. Uh, <laughs> and the other guy really is envious of the diaper voter because he wishes he was cool enough to have voted for Diver. That's true. It's true. I'm not going to reveal which of the two of us voted for diaper and which of the two of us voted for Danny Biss. Not going to say that. Just going to say the one guy has a t-shirt right now that says, I am cool. I voted for Diver. Anyway, so Bob Diver's. <laughs> I'm wearing a spam t-shirt, actually. what is it say? Spam. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it was Dennis who voted for Diver and. Damn, I wish I had voted for Diver. Anyway, so Bob Diver, downstate uh, Democrat. and So uh, Dennis has this theory that people downstate in the Alton area in St. Louis uh, like Jimmy Buffett and don't like Bruce Springsteen. I said people everywhere, would the majority prefer Springsteen over Buffett. Uh, And the uh, the person we called on to testify as to who is right was Bob Diver when he was on the show. So we threw that question at him. And I'll tell you something about Bob Diver, skillful politician. He didn't want to lose Bruce Springsteen fans, and he didn't want to lose Jimmy Buffett fans. What did he say to you? Was something like, I like them both. <laughs> Hell, was, they're both good. <laughs> that was not the question. That's an answer to a different question, uh, Mr. Diver. So uh, anyway, yeah, so I, I believe Bob Diver would we, be wearing a mask in, uh, like when he goes into a library. The alton I bet the Alton Library still hey. has a mask roll. I bet you they do. Oh, I bet the Alton, alton so when you go in the Alton library, you got to wear a mask. I don't
0: know. I don't know about the library. I know there was just, you know, places I went to and I'm like, okay, I guess it's over because no one is wearing a <laughs> yeah. mask.
2: I, I'm I'm convinced. What's the local grocery <laughs> store in Alton called? Uh, Schnucks. Schnucks. I'll be, okay. Schnucks. No one's wearing a mask. But Jewel here in Chicago, people are wearing masks. So now you could say, well, Ben, we live in a bubble in, in Chicago, to which I'll say, perhaps the bubble is in Alton. Man, that's a big-ass bubble. Chicago's huge. (laughs) Geographically, it's a huge bubble. It goes from, like, the southernmost tip of Illinois all the way to the Chicago outskirts. Uh, That is a big, geographically, a big bubble. Uh, The Chicago bubble is smaller in size, but it covers more people. Just pointing
0: that out there. All right, so what's open, you're asking? Well, we'll tell you. (laughs) It's a transition. All businesses can reopen. Large events like Ben's favorite Lollapalooza, other festivals, and conventions can return without capacity restrictions. Large gatherings can resume, including weddings church services and parties with large crowds, businesses can continue to implement their own mitigation strategies, including requiring social distancing and masks if they choose. The state recommends businesses, quote, allow for social distancing to the extent possible, especially indoors. By the way, I have
2: an apology uh, to make about Lollapalooza. Uh, somebody pointed this out to me, a listener pointed this out to me, Dean. Mm. now, I don't know if this is true. I probably shouldn't even say it cause I haven't verified this, but we could just edit this out. Of course. Uh, if it true, proves not to be true, absolutely. Ac- according to the listener, to get into a lot you're going to have to show that you've, uh, had the vaccination. Do you know if that's true? Young Dennis? Well, they said that. And they also
0: said like, you have to like have huh? a test. Yeah, I have a test. That's it. Yeah. So.
2: yeah. All right. So uh, listener pointed out to me and he pointed out that when I made fun of Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Dr. Awadi uh, <laughs> uh, for that public service announcement that they delivered a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was, which we had quite a bit of fun with. That actually what they were doing was a a service to humanity because by uh, opening up Lollapalooza and linking it to getting a vaccine, you give people an incentive to get the vaccine. It's more like the Monroe, Jason Lee argument, only an actual literal accountability as opposed to the Utah jazz fans. Yeah, go jazz Uh, who don't have to have a shot. So, you know what? I have to make that concession. I was wrong uh, to mock them for opening Lollapalooza D and I humbly apologize to uh, we're (laughs) now in the wrong.
0: We're now in the wrong for an event of (laughs) hundreds of thousands of people getting together. I don't know if you do that in the last week. We're now like crazy for thinking
2: that, you know, How dare we? How dare we? (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, okay, let me uh, let me um, amend, let me clarify my clarification. You hate it when you have to do a clarification. You got to clarify the clarification. Next thing you'll be clarifying the clarification of the clarification. Mm, Oh my god, mm. Uh, Uh, my head hurts. uh, So, if they uh, are in fact uh, requiring people to wear masks, uh, then I mean, uh, getting the shot, then it isn't just. By the way. All these clarifications, I must point out, that I was on the train, uh, I went past the Belmont stop, and I saw the flyover, and I thought of young Kenneth Davis, uh, great friend of this show, a radio legend, folks. WBEZ, you should put a statue up to Kenny D. outside your studios. That guy invented invented WBEZ, the modern BEZ. No respect for Kenny D., and uh, anyway, so I thought of him because he's always been a fan of the flyover. For people who don't live in Chicago, or don't know what the flyover is. This was an idea that popped out of Rahm Emanuel's head. And Kenneth Davis's point, and he's joined by Dave Glowatz on this, by the way. You would never know, as I always point out, that Dave Glowatz comes in the show, does the city council analysis, has opinions of his own, which he shields. You know, he does this little, um, I'm not concealing my view of this. But if you just talk to Dave it's like he's a huge fan of the flyover. And so is uh, Kenny Davis. And the flyover is where they're taking tracks uh, and that will, that will go over the existing tracks that uh, feed the Belmont train station and so the point is is that one line of the train the brown line will not interfere with incoming red line trains so it'll be faster it was mayor Rahm's idea and when he unveiled the idea he totally exaggerated the delay that exists at belmont uh and so i had a field day because i went to the belmont tracks and i i stood on the platform and, and i timed the delay and it was far less then Mayor Rahm said, so I had a field day with, with, uh <laughs> and so that's when Ken Davis and Dave Glowatz both said, just because Mayor Rahm is for something does not make it bad, Ben. I want you to learn that. We'll repeat that. Just because Mayor Rahm is for something does not make it bad. And so you know what? I'm, they love that flyover. So I took a picture of it. D. I took a picture of the, it's, it's about, looks like it's about almost completely built. And I sent that picture, uh, vis-a-vis a text, Dennis, I don't know if you know this complicated, uh, technology. They have mastered, uh, to young Kenneth Davis, and it turns out he came back and he sent me three pictures of his own. Yes. He had just gone and visited the flyover and was taking, me- what a geek
0: <laughs> like, uh, two peas in a pod. You and that Kenny D.
2: So, you know, I stand by my general criticism of the project. It's kind of, a, I think it's a waste of money in terms of priorities. I think that the extending the red line uh, to the Southern border of the city is far more important, but uh, I must make a concession Uh, To young Kenneth and David, just because Mayor Rahm endorses something doesn't mean it's bad. There you go. How about that, D? I made that concession. That's
0: good. That was good. (laughs) Hey, more statewide news. And just when you thought that stories involving long, 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 long time, Illinois House Speaker Michael Joseph Madigan were far behind us. Or maybe that was just me. But we learned something interesting uh, this week. The following comes from WGN News. Former Chicago alderman Danny Solis is back with another audio recording. <laughs> and no, he's not a singer-songwriter. And no, alderman Andre Vasquez, he's not putting out a hip-hop album. That is your lane, sir. Solis reportedly made another secret audio recording. Ooh, secret <laughs> audio recording. This time of then House Speaker Michael Madigan. And apparently there's more than one. What did you do, (laughs) Mr. Madigan? Uh. The Chicago Tribune reports that Danny Solis secretly recorded Madigan on a number of occasions. Solis said to be cooperating with the feds on a wide ranging corruption probe. WGN political analyst Paul Lisnek says the news is a political bombshell. According to the Tribune, Salise yes. had made multiple audio and video recordings of Madigan, the longest serving speaker of the House in the country, until he was forced to step aside. Yes. Some of the secret recordings reportedly took place at the 2016 Democratic National Convention. According <laughs> to the Tribune, part of the focus during those conversations involve a Chinatown property and a deal to build a parking garage. I remember this a few years back. Uh, it says here, Madigan's private law firm specializes in real estate transactions, one of the many questions being raised by these new allegations has to do with a possible conflict of interest. The latest revelations, in addition to a wide-ranging investigation into that old Comet bribery scheme, is hanging over Madigan like a dark cloud. <laughs> Former Madigan Chief of Staff Tim Mapes and Michael McClain, a close political advisor, already is facing federal corruption
2: charges. Ben, your thoughts on this? Many thoughts. Michael Joseph Madigan is never far from my mind. A former House Speaker, former uh, state representative from the southwest side of the uh, city of Chicago, political mastermind who dedicated and devoted his life to playing the game of politics and controlled uh, the House of Representatives in the state house for years and years and years. You couldn't get anything passed in the state of Illinois without going through Michael Joseph Madigan. And as a result, he knew how to use that power and that prestige to benefit his political organization. He's a master of the game. Uh, he out-Republican the Republicans, which is why the Republicans hate him so much. Uh, he stood for nothing, however, pretty much nothing ideologically until the last four years when he took a stand on behalf of unions and collected bargaining rights and defied Bruce Rahner, for which I'll always be grateful to Michael Joseph Madigan. So I always feel compelled to say that. Always be grateful to Michael Joseph Madigan for doing what Rahm Emanuel would never have done in a million years, what John Colerton would never have done in a million years, and that is stick out his neck for collective bargaining rights. So thank you, Michael Joseph Madigan, for doing that. That said, in terms of what uh, Danny Solis will have uncovered uh, in his secret tapings, if they actually did occur, uh, D, I don't believe it will uncover much of anything because what Michael Joseph Madigan is known for is playing his cards close to his vest. So he's not going to, volunteering. It's not like you go out with me within 5 minutes I'm opining about everything. Good TMT. Those freaking Cubs. You know, you know where I am at any given moment I'm on an issue. I just can't help myself.
1: I can't
2: help myself. Love you and nobody. So, Michael Joseph Madigan's not like Ben Jarofsky. He just sits there quietly with that incredible discipline. Folds his hands and looks at you. Doesn't say anything. So, I don't know what Danny Solis got in those tapes unless they like slipped a Mickey into Michael Joseph Madigan's fruit punch or his apple cider. He's a big fan of apples. And so, I probably was drinking apple cider. Well, could you imagine that if Solis slipped a you know, little like a pill in there? And like some an LSD tablet, and Michael Joseph Madigan's like, well, oh, yeah, well, you know, I love the Four Seasons, man. Frankie Valley. hello, millennials. I just thinking like, what oh, kind of music? Glad Michael he's Madigan no longer has. speaker. Talking about <laughs> Madigan high on acid. Come on, Madigan, you know you love Frankie Valley and the Four. Don't act like you don't. Steve Brown, by the way, Michael Madigan's longtime press guy. He was the the voice of Madigan. God bless Steve Brown. He was the only guy that ever returned one of my phone calls. The rest of these bums don't ever return a call. I think Steve Brown is more of a country western guy, D. I think he's more of a Jimmy Buffett guy. Absolutely. Uh, But uh, Michael Joseph Madigan, no doubt in my mind. Or like Steve Martin. Valari. Whoa, whoa. Maybe that's what he's doing is like singing, you know, Valari. He's drunk or high on that LSD. Or maybe he. You slip them like truth serum. And he's like Jim Carrey and liar liar. And all of a sudden, Michael Madigan is like, this is how the system works. What I do is I pass a bill, but only for like two years, so that it expires. And then two years, everybody who is begging me to pass the bill has to come back and give me more campaign money. That's how the system works. That's why I only have bills for two years. You know, like if he all of a sudden he has to tell the truth. Speaking of which, I had dinner with two friends the other day. They will remain anonymous because I don't know if they wanted me to share these (laughs) innermost secrets. (laughs) I had a glass of wine. Day I was feeling no pain, and they were telling me about the days they had to negotiate with Michael Joseph Madigan. And one time, one of them was late. Madigan would always make people go down to the southwest side. His office was in it was like a Lithuanian museum. Uh, Don't quote me on this, listeners. I think it's on Pulaski. Don't quote me, okay? Look it up yourself if you want to know. Anyway, it's on the southwest side near Midway Airport. And he makes people schlep from all over the city. No matter where they live, they had to go to the northwest side. And one time, this person that uh, was revealing this was late to the Madigan meeting. And D, I didn't realize this. Wait, well, how would I know? I don't know Madigan. I just, you know, he's got this thing about being late, And so he told my friend, you're late. It was his most much emotion as he's ever showed his entire life. He was so mad that my friend was late. You're late. And my friend is apologizing. My car, I had trouble with my car. And I'm like, what you should have said is, hey, I wouldn't be late if you weren't making me go all the way. Pulaski and Midway or wherever the hell we are. How about we meet in the middle? Right, You got an office downtown. Why don't we meet downtown? Ever think of that? Ever think of trying to make things convenient for me? Huh? Oh, is it all about you? Huh, Michael Joseph Madigan? You live about five minutes away, so we, I gotta schlep to you? Can you imagine if someone spoke to Madigan like that, D? Leave this room. Also, and the other thing is that you were never allowed to bring anybody else into the room when you met with madigan he could have someone in the room usually um oh boy i'm blanking on his name marty the uh, alderman uh from the 13th ward can't believe i forgot his name and um he he could have one aide. you couldn't bring anyway you know why d you know why, <laughs> why? thank you for asking why? i'll tell you why because like if something went down he could always deny it, you know. Something happened in that room that he didn't want the world to know about. And you, black, let's say, Dennis went down there to talk about a new bridge for downtown Alton that needed, uh, well, the, the approval. The bridge we have is fantastic, by the way. Well, let's say a double bridge, okay? Let's say a a statue to Jimmy Buffett in downtown Alton. That's something that Dennis would get behind. So, uh, Speaker Madigan, we need a thousand dollars in state funds uh, for a. Statue tribute to uh, Jimmy Buffett and Madigan were say, I'll give you that a thousand dollars, provided you give donate a thousand dollars to my campaign fund. I'm just making this up, people. This didn't really happen. But I'm just, just saying what if? Then later, Dennis would go on the Bendrowski show and when I was with Michael Madigan, he made me contribute a thousand dollars to his campaign fund in res- exchange for that statue. But since you don't have anybody in the room, D, there's no one to confirm it. But Madigan, no dope. He's got Marty in the room or Mapes or somebody else. And they go, that conversation never happened. So Madigan's no fool, okay? Michael Madigan's no fool. And by the way, Rich Miller, I got to give a shout out to Rich Miller, great columnist from downstate, uh, wrote a column. I don't know where I read it. I read it on, I mean, I know literally where I read it. was on the internet, but I don't know which publication it was in because I don't think it was in my beloved Bright One. Uh, And it was based on an interview that uh, Pritz, uh, that rich miller did with jb pritzker and jb was talking about the differences between michael joseph madigan and chris welch very interesting column I i don't know if you read it i'm thinking you didn't read it because i didn't send it to you and um what uh, pritzker was saying is that the, the big difference is that welch is more open about what he wants whereas With Michael Madigan, he he played his card so close to his vest that he never knew really what he wanted, whereas Chris Welch will let you know what he wants, and then the issue is, can you deliver it for him? And uh, that was the distinction that uh, Pritzker made between the current speaker, Chris Welch, and the former speaker, Michael Madigan. And I I, uh, I thought that was a very uh, uh, insightful observation from Governor Pritzker, but I would just add this one uh, distinction to it. Uh, this one amendment, a coda, if you will, and I think it was pretty clear what Michael Madigan wanted. He wanted power. He wanted a hold on power, and uh, he wasn't going to do apps anything unless it uh, increased his power. And power is money. So part of the thing he wanted and expected was campaign contributions, and power is also the reelection of his. Uh, caucus members his allies and so that meant that everybody had to pledge allegiance to whichever caucus member he had that they should not support people who are running against him he was very upset when will gazardi dared to run against tony barrios uh, back in 2012 i think it was tony barrios uh, at the time was a sitting house of representative a state legislator and was a loyal madiganite and uh gazardi ran against her and so he let it be known. So I think it's pretty obvious what Madigan wants. By the way, and as soon as Gazardi defeated Barrios, he welcomed Gazardi into it. Come on in. And I bet you Gazardi had a schlep down to that office in Pulaski. You don't think Madigan's going up to Hipsterville to meet with Gazardi at a coffee shop in Logan Square? Uh, then, what the hell is go? <laughs> <laughs> What's a Jimmy Buffett song? Margaritaville. Uh, What's that famous Jimmy Buffett song? Margaritaville. Margar- you know Madigan. Man, you I sl- I'll bet you what that Danny Slees got on tape. He, he popped in a little LSD in that margarita, in that apple cider, excuse me. Uh, and Maddig uh, <laughs> wasted well, away again. My- Don't you just love that song, Danny? Huh? <laughs> Madigan. So there you go, D. Michael Joseph Madigan. It was all about. Power. It was not about ideology until those last four years, when, for whatever reason, he decided to take a stand. The cause of collective bargaining rights. There you go. That that little riff was brought to you by Michael Joseph Madigan. Uh, What the hell is a hacky sack?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on. Two more pressing items to discuss in the state. Of Illinois. First up, number, number one, one. <laughs> casinos. Hard Rock Casino Rockford took a major step forward Wednesday when the Illinois Gaming Board said it could seek construction approvals, accepted a list of 51 investors, including three executives, and granted a supplier license to the casino's landlord. Those significant steps come 20 months after Rockford City Council chose Hard Rock from among three finalists seeking to build a casino.
2: Yes, you know me in casinos, D. <laughs> it's called squeezing the suckers dry. I don't. I don't know why casinos are so uncontroversial. I'll not understand this, D. You gotta help me with this. Reefer, for years and years and years. We couldn't legalize it, locking everybody up. Well, not everybody, just black people up. But oh my god, D, I didn't tell you this. What? Tangent within a tangent. Hmm. Remember you said. That uh, they should use reefer as an inducement to get people to take a shot. Yeah. The state of Washington is doing that. I saw that. They call them spliffs. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, DL Hewley was so funny on this. He's a comedian, ladies and gentlemen. Very funny man. He's going, weren't they just locking black people up for this? What, about a year ago? Yeah, it's probably still going on, DL Hewley. But yeah, they. you know what? Don't think we're not popular in the state of Washington. People were listening to the show, and someone said, "Hey, this guy they call Doctor Doobie—he's no dope. That's a good idea. Let's do it." And within like day or two, boom! So come on, Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Doctor Awadi, let's get let's get down, <laughs> let's get down. You love that Lollapalooza? You know that was the biggest joke about Lollapalooza because all those years. Lollapalooza was uh, happening, raging in the nineties and the, the O's and the teens. That was like a reefer free zone. And I know this because I have sources. Dennis <laughs> who attended Lollapalooza and then would report back to me. And they would say things like, dad, do you know that everybody's smoking reefer at Lollapalooza? So that gives you an idea who the sources are. And uh, meanwhile, they're locking up black people <laughs> like crazy on the West side. Right? They're like, Every you got like uh, middle class, upper middle class white kids coming from all over the Midwest. to Wallapalooza. Lollapalooza. Hey, come on in. Smoke reefer. We don't care. I just imagine Some someone
0: guy. I just imagine someone in like had a coma in the last like three years and they're just now waking up and they read the paper and it's like, uh, you know, Illinois uh, convincing citizens to get vaccine with reefer. Like, what the <laughs> hell did I miss?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, no, I. Uh, but it's so funny that's that was an inducement to get people to come to Lollapalooza. So, uh, if worked, if there's an inducement, wow, man, we could smoke reefer. It's be like paradise without being worried about being busted. Not that you'd be busted anyway, but what, whatever. So, uh, you know, vaccines as well. I don't know where I was going with that. D. Where was I when this thing? Oh. Casinos! Thank you, D. Casinos, man. They're far more destructive and dangerous to you, in my humble opinion, than marijuana. And yet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, the ups and downs before we finally uh, legalize it. Because casinos, let's make another one. Come on, let's squeeze these suckers drive. Folks, as you all know, the whole system is set up for you to lose. You're not going to win when you go to a casino. More likely than not. I know a lot of people out there go, no, Ben, you don't understand. I have a system. I could beat the casino. Okay. You're the one guy with the system. It's going to beat the casino as opposed to the system being set up to beat you. So God bless them. D. they're afraid to pass a fair tax that would uh, go after the wealthiest people. I just saw politicals article, just read it about all the gazillionaires, Michael uh, Bloomberg and, uh, uh, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, and the, all the the wealthiest people in this guy, Elon Musk, paying pennies and property—excuse me—in income taxes, relatively speaking. And so we they figured out a way to, to to avoid having to pay the higher taxes. We're afraid to go after them strong. So to make up for the money we're not getting from the riches of the rich. We squeeze everybody else at the casinos. Okay. That's where we're heading. Okay. Who am I imitating there, D? Who does that? Okay. Bill 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 Burr? Burr? Yes. Very good. Okay. Okay. Steve Jobs, that's your guy? Okay.
0: So you don't want to go gambling this (laughs) (laughs)
3: week.
0: No, but I'll play spades with you. Penny a point. (laughs) All right, so that was one thing. Casinos. Next up, number number two. two. Map redistricting Oh yeah The one person I know That says Oh yeah After the words Map redistricting Yeah Mine, mine is sleep time Okay no It says here The following comes from Illinois Politico And not Shia Campos. Apparently she's on vacation And filling in for her, A feller named Daniel Payne No pressure Daniel Payne Alright Republicans have filled Or filed rather I can read Republicans have filed A federal lawsuit To overturn New electoral maps passed by Democrats last week. The suit argues that the districts are not valid because they were drawn using survey information, not official census data. Because the data is not fully representative, the lawsuit says the new maps created from it violate the Constitution's quote, one person, one vote principle. The survey information and the coming census data both come from the Census Bureau. But the official data, which is more comprehensive, experts say, was delayed because of the pandemic. Republicans also argue that using survey data over official census data could lead to voters of color having less electoral power because of undercounting. Ben, help me out. What the hell did I just read there?
2: Wow. You read the biggest pile of doo doo that (laughs) I have seen since I used to walk my dog. That's the biggest pile of doo-doo, especially the last part where the Republicans are turning for assistance in their lawsuit, which is an attempt to gain more political power in a state where people by and large have rejected them. They're claiming they're looking out for black people. What the utter hypocrisy of the Republican party, ladies and gentlemen, I interviewed David Ferris a little while ago and he gave this brilliant analysis. And when he was done, was, I'm not going to tell you exactly what he was keeping the analysis of because I want you to listen to the interview when it drops this weekend. But when he was done, he goes, I'm sorry for ranting and railing. I go, mean, David, that's not a rant in the rail. You want to hear a rant in the rail? Here's a rant in the rail. What a bunch of frauds. What a bunch of hypocrites. Republican Party all over, the, all over the country is instituting new laws that are essentially attempting to keep black people from voting. The Republican Party in the state of Michigan claimed that Donald Trump actually won. And the way to prove that was to throw out all the votes that came from Detroit. <laughs> She's going to take the votes out of Detroit? What is that but taking votes away from black people? And now when it's coming to clinging to their party, they're using civil rights laws to try to justify their dumbass lawsuit. Utter hypocrisy. If there's one voter in the state of Illinois who's convinced by this, I beg you, please. Don't fall for it. That is just, unbo- and then one person, one vote. I can't believe the party that has held the White House. Hold on, let me do the math, D. One, two. Two times in the last 20 years, they took the White House without getting the popular vote by virtue of the Electoral College is now complaining about one person, one vote. The whole Electoral College is set up so that some people have a greater vote than others. Wyoming has a greater vote than people in Illinois. Why Louisiana has a greater voice than people in California. Because that Cockamamie Electoral College, if you ask the Republicans to get rid of the Electoral College, uh oh, the founding fathers. (laughs) Founding fathers. Republicans, you guys, you know, I have to give them credit, D. I really do. I feel like Bill Barr. Gotta give him credit, D. I mean, they are just shameless. This lawsuit is utterly shameless. Talking about one person, one vote, and the dilution of votes of people of color. Shame. I hope that, I don't know who the federal judge is. I hope that federal judge just is like a secret Democrat. And just goes, I'll just come up with some cockamamie reason to throw this thing out. What a bunch of bogus... And by the way, while they're doing this in Illinois, acting all Dudley do-right, in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Texas, Georgia, Florida, they're gerrymandering the hell out of the map. You know, and I know it works. I know there are some... Liberals, good liberals, good liberals, probably people who would say they agree with me, who support this fairness. We must be fair Ben, to Republicans, <laughs> liberals, please, no reason. Why would you be fair? You're, you know what? I hate to say this, liberal. You're heading down Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin Lane with that stuff. Joe Manchin, of course, Senator from West Virginia's. But how did uh, Miles Komplessen put it yesterday? A futile search, a futile appeal to bipartisanship while Republicans destroy our democracy. Yeah, that was well done, Miles. Right, he's smart. Miles, yeah, I, I I wrote it. I remember I said, Miles, I'm going to steal from it and never give you credit? I no, can't do it. You got to give the kid credit, man. Well, that's good for once. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that going. Keep that streak going. Uh, uh, you got to give him credit. That was a great line. I used it, by the way, I uh, used it with David uh, Ferris. I go, David, I did not come up with this line, but uh, a young man who was on my show came up with it. And David said, Oh, it's a great line. Now he's using it. Hey, Miles, your line's being passed on. I don't think Ferris is giving you credit, though. But uh, yeah, no. So I'm hoping that this lawsuit goes nowhere. I'm hoping it gets thrown out of court uh, and I'm hoping uh, that Republicans get trounced in the state of Illinois because the reality is this without federal fair map laws, the Republicans will continue to gerrymander in states that they control and uh, they will pass laws that restrict access to voting make it more difficult or challenging to people to vote uh, with the notion that the fewer black people that vote, the greater the likelihood that they will be victorious. That's their strategy. That's how they're hoping to hold on to power. That's how they're hoping to win back Congress the next year and the Senate next year. And then the white house in 2024 that and pass laws that essentially give uh, Donald Trump lackeys, the authority to overturn vote in areas in like Georgia and Texas. We had Jason Leon. He was laying it out. He laying out what the Republicans are doing in Texas. If you're going to go into this thinking that the Republicans are playing fair Democrats, you're fooling yourself. So this silly little lawsuit filed by the biggest frauds in the world, the Republican Party, the Republican leaders of the state of Illinois, I hope it gets thrown out of court I hope it gets thrown out of court the way the Toronto Blue Jays were thrown out of White Sox Park last night. Hang tight, non-sports fans. Leon Leon Hendricks comes in the ninth inning. Bam! Struck this guy out.
1: Struck that guy out.
2: That's what I'm hoping to
0: All right. Omar Aquino and LG Sims said in a statement, quote, it is disappointing, but not surprising Republicans would seek to strike down these new maps, which reflect the great racial and geographic diversity of our state. Throughout this process, they have done nothing but delay and obstruct efforts to ensure our communities are fairly representative as seen by the refusal to even draft
2: their own proposals. Yeah. And let's just spell it out. If the Republicans were able to delay uh, the matter past a certain date, which I can't remember what it is, then under the, the Byzantine rules that govern these things, they would have an equal opportunity to draw the maps. So that's what they were trying to do, delay things uh, so that uh, if Democrats missed the deadline. And they get to draw the map, and the Republicans get a chance to draw that. That's what they're doing. That's you think liberals do-gooders. You think Republicans are trying to play fair? You actually think that? God damn D. Sometimes I get mad at the do-gooders. The do-gooder committee in Chicago is having a rough month of a day. I'm just going to throw this out. There's going to get me in trouble with all the do-gooders, but they're like against the elected school board. Oh, selected school board. Very scary. Again, selected school board because they're afraid of democracy. And now they're for fair maps. <laughs> so they want Republicans to have more power. Now and, and then they're not quite sure about the fair tax. Well, it needs more study, Ben. It needs more study. So not a good month for do-gooder. I'm stuck. I don't know, man. We get in a lot of trouble. Just do-gooders in general. I don't know. I don't know, D. Starting to rethink my whole do-gooder thing. But anyway, I'm really hoping. I'm with you, Omar Aquino, State Senator Omar Aquino, who uh, is representative from a district D on the northwest side of Chicago. I think he was your state senator until you moved uh, south. I do you believe he was your state senator until you moved south. Omar? Yes. Oh, he's a good guy. I like Omar. Yeah. Very nice man.
0: All right. And that's our Illinois news. Now to the news in the city of Chicago. Wait, hold on. Yeah? What? Oh. Okay. Well, we got the newsroom flagging me down, Ben. So let's see what these guys got. Hang tight with me, real quick, everybody. Listeners, so sorry. Ben, just one second. Let me run to the newsroom and see what we got. Hang tight.
1: Hey, come on.
0: Give me the story. (laughs) What am I doing this weekend? Keeping away from you. I don't think any of those guys are vaccinated. All right. So I'm just staying away. I'm staying away. I'm staying away, my friend. All right. We do it. Oh, Jesus. Just one more piece of Illinois news. (sighs) It's time for your Illinois crop report with (laughs) Illinois crop statistician Mark Schlossener.
3: For winter wheat in Illinois wheat? forecast, the 2021 wheat
0: yield to be 75 bushels per Good acre. God. That is up one bushel from last month's forecast. Harvested acres oh, oh, oh. are estimated at 650,000, up 130,000 from last year. Total production of wheat in Illinois is projected to be 48.8 million bushels, up
2: hey, 48% from last year. That's some crop report. <laughs> Uh, Sorry about that, uh, everybody. Wait, that's kind of into that. The wheat crop report. <laughs> so boring. No, that guy, by the way, you didn't you didn't see the lineup. He'll be performing a Lollapalooza. He's going to do like a, a dramatic reading of the wheat crop report, too. Yeah, you didn't see that, huh? Sweet. And then the other guy, no, I didn't. what's his name? The weather guy. Trent gonna Ford. Yeah. Trent Ford he's going to be a Lollapalooza, too. <laughs> Good God. And then they're coming to Ravinia. They, got, they want the baby boomers to see them. By the way, Dave there's a baby boomer act for me at Ravinia. <laughs> I'll be going to Ravinia this year. My, my oh, wife and I decided well, Let us yeah. know. Let us know. What performance? Uh Gladys Knight will be returning to Ravinia. I love Gladys Knight. Come on, let's all sing. Midnight Train to cho- My world. His world. Our world. I'm um, that's I'm the pips. Yeah, that was was awesome. (laughs) On the Illinois State Water Survey at the University of Illinois' Prairie Research Institute, this is Illinois State climatologist Trent Ford.
0: Not now, Trent.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Trent will be at Ravidia too. He'll be appearing with the roots. The roots will be at Ravidia. The Trent Ford at the opening act. Boy, uh, this guy, this,
0: this singer, he's great. He's just singing about the weather. (laughs) All right. Now to the news in the city of Chicago, where Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, well, she was at Gibson's Italia at 9.15 a.m. to announce Chicago's full phase five reopening. Welcome back. Yes. (laughs) Welcome back, Beaches. Then after that, uh, well, after she's done listening to this week's Ben Jarofsky shows, oh, what a week it was, of course, she Mm -hmm. will be at the corner of North Park and Willow at 2 p.m. to kick off the 2021 Old Town Art Fair. Yeah, back to business, baby. The art fair is back. All right. So um, to rename Lakeshore Drive or to not rename Lakeshore Drive, that is the question. And according to one Chicago alderman, it's only a matter of time until that British Sound and Lady on our phones will be directing us to Jean Baptiste Point du Sable Drive. The Chicago Sun-Times and Free and the Woman Spielman has the story. Uh, according to woman, Sophia King, Ben of what ward? Fourth. My God, you're a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) According to King, the votes were there at last month's city council meeting to rename Outer Lakeshore Drive in honor of Jean Baptiste Point du Sable. And they will be there again on June 23rd's city council meeting as well uh, to forge ahead over Mayor Lori Lightfoot's strenuous objections. Mm. King said, quote, we do have the votes. We had them last month. We have them going forward. That's why there's all of these moves to try and deter our colleagues from their first inclination. The plan to rename Outer Drive in honor of DuSable, a black man who was Chicago's first permanent non-indigenous settler, hit a preliminary roadblock at last month's city council meeting when Alderman Brian Hopkins, Ben of what ward, second declared his intention to delay the vote. King <laughs> demanded a roll call. Lightfoot ignored her request and recognized Hopkins, We actually have audio of that, so uh, let's take a listen. Lastly, we have on page 21
1: transportation ordinance for the street renaming of Lakeshore Drive as Jean Baptiste Point Dusabo Drive. Your Honor, President, I are, call for a roll call on this ordinance. Yeah, your Honor, there are ma- uh, members who wanted to speak on this map. Uh,
3: I saw the uh, hand of Alderman Hopkins raised. Oh, Hopkins, I had my hand up before. I called for a roll call first. Alderman Hopkins has had his hand up. Oh, come on, President. Thank you,
1: uh, Madam President, Police if I am transparent. recognized. Uh, Alderman
3: King, you are out of order, please. I'm, I, Alderman, I'm not out of order. I Alderman, had my Alderman hand Hopkins up please. before. I, I see Alderman. the
1: play here. I called for a roll call, just like we did before. This is just inequity playing out right here in front of us. We we honored Alderman, a roll Hopkins, call. Please, uh, Madam President, Alderman, if I am so- <laughs> <laughs> Hopkins. Oh, God. Very
2: well could be the closest
0: thing to Jerry Springer that we have in 2021, <laughs> the city council meetings.
2: Well, let me can I just explain a little bit that date and let's a shout out to Dave Glowats. He's the reason we have that audio, right, D? Uh we took the deep dive earlier this week. Great job, as he always does, Dave Glowatz, a uh, picking apart a city council meeting. Folks, this should be required of listening for everybody. Young, young scholars of Chicago government should listen because Dave breaks out the city council meeting. We have bits and we do the, the riffs on them, little lessons about democracy in Chicago. So David Moore, 17th Ward, Alderman of the 17th Ward, and Sophia King have teamed up to have the outer drive renamed for DuSable. They got the votes for it. Mayor Lori Lightfoot's opposed to it. She knew that if there was a straight-up vote, she would lose, and the, the the drive would be renamed. So what did she do? She played the oldest trick in the book. So when they called for that roll call vote, Sophia King had her hand in the air to call for the roll call, which meant we're going to have a vote right now uh, on whether yes or no. Rename the drive. When, which, what, what, what Lori Lightfoot pretended to do is to pretend to see Brian Hopkins' hand in the air. Sophia King's hand was in the air before Brian Hopkins, but Mayor Lori Lightfoot Pretend it. it's like you know, you're a pretend friend. This is my good friend Billy Bob. My profet. But Ben. There's no friend there. No, don't you see? Billy Bob. He has his hand in the air. That's what Lori Lightfoot did. And then of course Hopkins, little teacher's pet with the apple. Oh, thank you, Madam Mayor. <laughs> Let's defer and publish. So Sophia King is saying, "What a joke this is." And then Lori Lightfoot acts like, "Please be respectful." <laughs> You know, the the thing is, D, with the exception of people who listen to the Ben Jarofsky Show, and that's a, I I hate to say this, as much as I love each and every one of my listeners, we are a small minority in the city of Chicago. Most people in the city of Chicago are just going through life, D. I'm just so happy I live in Chicago. I go to Lollapalooza and I drink at my brewery. I am a happy hipster. What song is is this? Are you just making up a song right now? Yeah, that's a Chicagoan. Or I'm a homeowner in the city of Chicago and I'm raking my leaves and mowing my lawn. They don't know what's going on. They don't know that Mayor Lori Lightfoot's playing all these games. I love Lori Lightfoot. I loved her commercial, Ben. The beaches are open. <laughs> anyway, that's the stunt she pulled. Now the question is, Dennis, who has the votes? I'm going to put you on the record here. Young Dennis from Alton, Illinois will have it. to. <laughs> He's like, oh, Ben, my name is not on the banner. There's no banner anymore, by the way. Dude. I just want to point that out, okay? That banner's back at a Sun Times office. Well, the, the YouTube logo then. <laughs> okay. So, Mayor Lori Lightfoot did not have the votes. It's pretty obvious last week to kill this proposal from David Moore and Sophia King. That's given her a month to sweet talk uh, enough aldermen into switching their votes from David Moore and Sophia King to Lori Lightfoot. In your humble opinion, Dr. D. Dr. Doobie. What? <laughs> that the other thing I used to call you White, White, Lightning. Lightning. <laughs> D White nice. Lightning. D Nice. D Nice. Oh, that's uh, Troy. D Nice. Um, gotta get Troy back in the show, by the way. Uh, mental note to Ben. <laughs> Okay, what's right. the question? Oh, I forgot for a moment. <laughs> will <laughs> who will win the June twenty third showdown? Will David Moore and Sophia King uh, prevail and get the votes they need to change to outer uh, drive to disable, or will Mayor Lori Lightfoot prevail and somehow or other kill that pr- proposal? Doctor D, no ducking, no dodging. Go. Here's my prediction.
0: I say it's going to be very close. And it's going to come down to one vote. And that vote will be to not rename it. And that vote will be from, boy, why'd you have to do it? Andre Vasquez.
2: (laughs) I don't know. I, I, you know, suddenly I see, you know, can we all all get along? I'm going to do, instead of renaming it, I'll do a rap song about this. How about that? (laughs) Yo, yo. Uh, What rhymes with (laughs) do Sabo? (laughs) I'm Andre. You know, I was a socialist, but now I'm kind of centralist. Yo, yo. I can just totally see that
0: happening, though. Like, oh man, Andre, man, you just can't win over these lefties. Right.
2: Andre's like, on, you know, what? Uh, I don't think he'll. By the way, that was a really well done. D, I gotta give you credit. You've been hanging around this show a long time. That was good analysis. It would come down to one vote. I don't think Andre's gonna I think Andre's gonna stay with uh Let's, let's see how Andre votes on this. That's it. How Dennis writes Andre with Mayor. Okay, hold on. I'm writing this down, Ben. Okay, Andre. All right, with David Moore. Okay, on disabo. I say I with you though. I have to see it to believe it. I do not believe the Chicago City Council will rename Lakeshore Drive. Uh, f- uh, for Dusabo I think they'll come up with some cockamamie reason not to do it. Uh, they'll <laughs> they'll have all these great speeches about what a wonderful uh, explorer Dusabo was and a great pioneer, and how they're this they're going to yeah. spend all this money in a park for him. <laughs> too too much time has passed for whoever these creeps are
0: behind the scene to just kind of finagle everything. And yeah, it's you know, over.
2: It's over. And, and in the meantime, they'll be like, all right, here's what. I'll vote against DuSable if you kick me a little tiff. Money for <laughs> yeah. this
0: All this deal. greasy, creepy stuff is happening as yeah. we speak. By the time we get to it, yeah, they're like,
2: oh, well, <laughs> DuSable, schmable, we're done. And, no, and I could just see the orations. I just want to say to my fellow council members that I am second to no one in my love for DuSable. I love DuSable. And yet... I appreciate the fact that wherever you go in this great wide world, people know Lake Shore Drive. And so I believe. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, D, I think you're right. I'm going to stand with you. So, I agree with you. I think Lori Life will prevail in this, but I believe Andre Vasquez will remain with David Moore. You think Lori Lightfoot will prevail, but you think Andre Baxes will go with Lori Lightfoot. The winner will be the recipient of a dinner at Red Lobster for the Sea. Don't tease me. (laughs) You may be buying me. Don't tease. (laughs) I can't wait that lobster and that
0: steak. Oh, I'm bailing
2: out if I lose, all right? That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm really busy, Ben, with my second job. I can't go that night. Oh, my uh,
0: mom's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and no, Andre Vasquez, grovel does not rhyme with do Come on, back to the drawing board. <laughs> we have one more story to unpack, and then okay. we are out of here for the weekend and Monday. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times uh, and Matthew Hendrickson. A Cook County judge Thursday ordered the appointment of a special prosecutor to investigate the state's attorney's office and a former employee who allegedly lied on the witness stand during the third trial of a man who was, quote, eventually cleared of murdering two Chicago police officers. Former prosecutor Nicholas Tretenko, probably butchered that one, was fired in October in the midst of Jackie Wilson's trial after the then assistant state's attorney testified that he had an ongoing personal relationship with the jail. House informant who helped convict Wilson at his second trial. Wilson, who has said uh, he was tortured by police and forced into confessing to murders of officers William Fahey and Richard O'Brien in 1982, walked free when all charges against him were dropped shortly after Tretenko's revelation. Uh, Judge Alfredo Maldonado on Thursday said he found sufficient evidence that Tretenko may have committed perjury and that other current and former members of state's attorneys, Kim Fox's office, may have tried to cover for him. Maldonado wrote in his order calling for a special prosecutor, quote, obviously, as to Tretenko, there was no question that sufficient grounds exist for a criminal investigation.
2: Yeah, I could go on and on about this. This is a very serious topic, uh, so I'll just boil it down by saying uh, this story, I don't think will ever go away in the city of Chicago. The city of Chicago, this is just, it's all wrapped up uh, in uh, just the history of police relations, with the black community, the the torturous race relations in general that exist in the city of Chicago. Uh, And uh, it goes way back even before I was born hard enough to believe that there was a time before I was born, but yes, it's true. So I moved to the city of Chicago in 1981. and Shortly thereafter, there was this horrible double murder of two police officers in the south side of Chicago, William Faye and Brian. I remember it well. Uh, and the police department was outraged by these murders. Uh, and it was sort of, I have friends uh, who were roughly, they're a little younger than me, uh, who were about 18, 19, 20. They tell me all kinds of stories about uh, what the police department did to try to find the people who killed uh, Fahey and O'Brien. And I've often, I've often divided this D. I've often wondered, like, did, they ended up uh, capturing uh, two brothers, Wilson, uh, Andrew and uh, Jackie Wilson. And uh, they were absolutely convinced, the police uh, that they had got the the guilty parties uh, in the, the murder, this horrible murders, these two police officers. That uh, really, really just the time in Chicago was very volatile, very very, just it just brought out all these racial tensions and hostilities and hatreds in our city. Remember very clearly, I was new to Chicago. I was like, wow, man, this city is just the city has got a lot of issues. And uh, they were absolutely convinced that they got the right guys. And then it turned out that uh, the Wilson brothers had been tortured into making confessions uh, by a pack of Chicago police officers under the command of John Burge. So now we really don't know what happened. One of the Wilson brothers probably did the killing. is dead. He died of cancer. The other one, Jackie Wilson, is out of prison. The story D just never, it just doesn't, it seems like it'll never end. And it's just like the whole history, horrific race relations in the city does. It just doesn't seem like that's coming to an end anytime soon either. So I uh, just feel a tremendous amount of sadness and almost depression. But every time I see uh, a story related to this, it just bring back these memories. Uh, it was 1982 and shortly thereafter, Harold Washington ran for mayor of the city of Chicago. Uh, and if you wanted to see on front page one, right up there up front evidence of our tortured racial past, it was that 1983 mayoral run when just like 90% of white people voted for the Republican lifelong Democrats voted for the Republican. And uh, this, these two murdered, these murders were very much still in people's minds when that election took place. So uh, D. I'm, um, Looking forward, I think they should hire a special prosecutor to get the bottom of this or to get the bottom of this little corner of the story. I would like to get to the bottom of who killed uh, the two police officers someday and what role Jackie Wilson played, if any, uh, in that in that murder. I don't know if uh, we'll ever get them closer to knowing the truth about that, but uh, it lives on all these years later, dude. Yeah, I think it's safe to say
0: this is way more serious than that stupid Jesse Smollett case. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Yes. That is our local news. Before we roll out of here, I was a week in review. Uh, before we roll out of here, let's read some of your comments on the live stream chat. Uh, quite a few of you have weighed in. Thank you. Uh, we got Theo Doggerson. No longer Dog Doggerson, Ben. It's now Theo doggers Uh, oh he says can we get a red lobster sponsorship oh I wish (laughs) (laughs) bibs for everybody (laughs) Uh, no uh, John on the live stream chat he had a a very funny statement here you can catch John at Zany's this weekend Uh, John said why has Dennis never been seen with Michael Madigan (laughs) well because an apple a day keeps the doctor away whoa hello that's very good do you want to write for the ben Jarofsky show <laughs> <laughs> that's really good that's incredible. That uh our dear dear friend doogie uh on the live stream chat <laughs> what's so funny
2: Apple a day keeps the th- Even I got
0: it. Yeah, that, that was good. That was funny. It was very good. Uh, our dear friend Doogie on the live stream chat. Boy, he has just been talking about going out to eat the entire time on the live stream chat. Uh, he says, did someone say buffet? Oh, he is very excited about everything reopening and buffets. Ben, what say you? What's your thought? Uh you going to the buffet
2: anytime soon? No. <laughs> I'm done with buffets. I used to love and and this uh, I love country buffet as we all know. I've talked about that many times, but I'm done with buffets, okay? No more buffets. Got it.
0: Well, that's the only the views and opinions of Ben Jarofsky do not reflect those of Dennis, all right? I love buffets. <laughs> I'll I'll be eating a ma- I'll wearing a mask while eating. I'll I'll try it out. Uh Terry weighed in on the live stream chat. What is happening, Terry? You're awesome. Uh, he says, uh, and he brings up a good question here. Maybe we can help him out. He says, fully vaccinated, but still wearing a mask in public. I wonder, though, if I'm wearing a mask, will people just figure that I'm not vaccinated? Probably no. not, right?
2: Uh, that's a great question. And I'll uh, answer by talking about what I had talked about earlier. I, I would work from the assumption if you, if you're wearing a mask, you're vaccinated. Because the reality is that (laughs) the way it's playing out, more often than not, the same people who don't get vaccinated are the ones not wearing masks. Because politically speaking, it doesn't fit. I'm not saying it's every case. I'm not saying it's absolutely every case. I say more often than not, that the denial that the pandemic is real would preclude someone from wearing a mask or getting a shot. That's why I'm so worried about those crowds in Utah. Going back to the jazz game the other night. The only person I saw wearing a mask was Carl the Mailman Malone and uh, Dwayne Wade and their families. A little concerned about that, okay? So uh, I work from the assumption that if you're wearing a mask, you're also probably immunized. All right. Uh, More live stream
0: chat here. Uh, Doogie says, I started going back to Red Robin for the unlimited fries. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) Does Red Robin have potato wedges? Uh, He says here, uh, (laughs) talking about KFC. Okay. Uh, Okay. We got Popeye's talk. All right. Let's move on here. Uh, uh, Let's see. I think we're done. I think that's it. Okay. okay. Uh, Roe. Shout out to Roe. Roe, what is happening? Uh, Let's see here. She said she saw Ben in person when – Still, uh, when we were on the radio, when you were, uh, you know, should yep. I read this, row? I don't know. It says here they didn't. Oh, OK. Well, we're, got, we're not going to read.
2: They said. Uh... OK, whatever. Wow. <laughs> um, but by the way, we'll be returning to uh, the hideout on July 6th. Yes. Live at the hideout. Um, I and I would be doing a talk about the elected school board. And uh, after some uh, concert, Timmy Totten told me, uh, I can't remember the name of the band. We'll be having a concert. So I'm looking forward. we'll be promoting the hell out of that. We'll be returning to live shows at the hideout. It's going to be actually outdoor of the hideout under a tent. So, yeah, you're not quite ready to go back into that little room in the back there. Yeah. Uh, one step at a time, Dennis. Remember what I said? Put the toe in the water. <laughs> yeah. the toe out of the water. The toe in the water. Ben, I could just see you going, uh, I don't know, guys. Do you have an attic?
0: I can maybe use <laughs> for this. You're up actually, in the attic while attic. everybody's outside.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's funny I'll be up in the uh, the attic at the hideout Okay yeah. <laughs> I feel at home I'm in with an your, attic and it's
0: hot With your head out the window Yeah, am I right everybody? That'd be great <laughs> All right. Remember you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows Benny J bonus interviews and so much more Over a thousand episodes everybody uh, ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarovsky, Or wherever else you download podcasts Go check them out We still do bonus interviews We still have all kinds of content for you to check out Go check it out Uh, Also, you can send us an email, bennyjshow at gmail.com, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J show at gmail.com. Send us an email. There's a good chance we will read that email on our program. And guys, we still have a phone number. None of you are calling it, but you could. (laughs) 708-658-4788. This is called Call to Action, Ben. That number again, 708-658-4788. Call the Ben Jarofsky Show. Leave us a voicemail. And there it's a damn good chance that we will play that voicemail on the program. Okay, everybody, that is it. Um, I'm Trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, once again, first Tuesdays, go check it out. Ben and Maya return. They're going to be outside. It's going to be a good old time. Uh, maybe I'll show up too. How about that?
2: Okay. Oh, that'd be awesome if you showed up. It uh, really would be fun. Everybody loves when uh, Dr. D makes a rare appearance, public appearance from the young doctor from Alton. Uh I uh, also want to announce that uh, David Ferris tomorrow and Kevin Blackstone. Great conversation with KB. Kevin Blackstone, distinguished uh, journalist from Washington. We take the deep dive on uh, all kinds of Chicago reporter, Kwame Brown. A lot of discussion with Kwame Brown. Anyway, Kevin Blackstone David Ferris are our guests this weekend. want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, Pride and Joy of Alton, Illinois, without whom the show possible, for doing a great job today. Boy, did he do a great job as Kevin Blackstone, David Ferris, And Sophia King will tell you back home in Alton. They call him Dr. D. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody.
0: Okay. And as promised, the latest from Mike Girardi. If you haven't heard this yet, well, you're about to. Uh, It's called The Ballad of the Indicted Alderman. All right. We hope you enjoy it. It's from our good friend Michael Girardi. You can get all of these songs that Michael Girardi has made. Michael Girardi. G E R A R D I Bandcamp. All right. Find these songs, download them, play them, crank them up in your car. All right. This is the latest from Michael Girardi. We can't thank him enough. So many. This dude has an album now. All right. This is the latest The Ballad of an Indicted Alderman.
1: I'm not stepping down I gave everything to this town Why pick on me? I'm not the boss anyhow. The system works. I shouldn't have to answer to these jerks. I just wanted to help, to help you so badly it hurts. I fell in love with the old way things were done. Until the FBI took my love away I fell in love with the old way things were done Until the FBI took my love away I can't escape but I don't even recognize this place What's the point of steering contracts If they won't even let You get paid I'll Take a plea I'll spend time with my family Work on my family Tree and get my Boy his law degree I fell in love With the old way Things were done Until FBI took my love away, I I fell in love with the old way things were done, until the FBI took my love away, I fell in love with the old way things were done. Until the FBI took my love away. I fell in love with the old way things were done. Until the FBI took my love away. I want an answer.
2: It's not something you ignore. I
3: think you're 100% full of shit is what I think. You think well, we were no offense, Fuck you, we then. Who are you, you to tell we me I'm friends. full of shit? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing
0: is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.